This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. We're back for another episode of Sports and Corks. Uh, my name's Emily Cornell. And I'm Emily Jarenka. We're going to jump right into college basketball. Um, This last week, Oregon played USC. Oregon won. Um, Mm -hmm. Oregon remains pretty much the top team in the Pac-12. Colorado's doing all right, but Oregon is, like, pretty consistent. Yeah, for sure. Kind of as they're known. (laughs) Yeah, it's... That's their brand is just like showing up and playing really well for men and women's basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts on the Pac-12? Um, I, I mean, they're kind of still like in a way beating up on each other. Um, I think that Oregon or CU will win that tournament. Um, I'm guessing Oregon. Um, but not completely out of the realm of possibilities that some random Pac-12 team ends up winning um, the Pac-12 tournament this year. Utah. (laughs) Utah. Uh, Yeah, I really was bummed that I did not get to watch that USC-Oregon game. I love overtime, and there were two. That's very sad. I'm sad for you that you missed (laughs) that game. I know. That was your game of the week. I know. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> Next time, because that's the first time that they played this season, correct? Uh, I believe so. So they'll play yeah. again. Maybe they'll, you know, maybe USC will even the series. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> Doubt <okay>. it, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they'll be at home. I don't, I don't know. Mm, you have some hope for a team that, like, <laughs> you have no horse in the race for. I know. No. Like, ooh. Um, Definitely not. From my game of the week last week, how I was, like, Mm -hmm. wanting more chaos with Clemson. Yeah. God, they let me do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Didn't quite get there. No. Oh, my goodness. Well, at least, like, USC-Oregon was close. Like, it went to two overtimes. Oregon won 79-70, but Clemson did not have a prayer against Louisville. 18 points short. (laughs) 80-62. I was, like... I had a training thing that I had to be at on Saturday, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I need to check to see how the Clemson game is going. And I yeah. looked, I was like, oh, my God, I can't look at this anymore. Like, well, not turning that on. <laughs> and I was like, I guess I'm not missing anything. And, like, nope. the function I was at, someone was like, oh, you gave up your Saturday, but, like, it's not like you're missing football. And I'm like, you know that college basketball is on, right? Like, am I the only one in this room who knows that college basketball <laughs> is being played as we speak? And um, someone jokingly was like, what is college basketball that you speak of? And I'm like, it's only the most important thing for the next, like, three months. Like, yeah. <laughs> not it's bread and butter. Yeah. Like, that is what people are going to be excited about. One, because if you live somewhere cold, like Iowa or Wisconsin, where Iowa just beat Wisconsin, um, 
last night. We were recording on a Tuesday. But, um, yeah, what else are you going to do? No one wants to stand outside in the cold at this time of the year. So, no, and uh, the Super Bowl will be over here shortly. So all you're going to have is basketball, hockey, soon-ish you'll have baseball. I mean, but- yeah, baseball doesn't thrill a lot of people in terms of paying attention to the sport. So um, now that there's a lot of cheating going on that we're uh-huh. hearing about, baseball got real exciting. But not watching the actual games. God, like people no. are excited, interested in the headlines. But um, I don't know. I think if anything, it probably hurts the sport. Um, but um, so this is just in tonight, right before we started recording. Um, Virginia upset number five, Florida State. Um, Virginia was playing at home and won the game by five points. Um, That is a big win for them. Yes, because Virginia is not ranked this year and they're not, they're okay. They're just not great this year. Yeah. um, I mean, Florida State is always one of those teams, I think, that whether it's during the regular season or during the tournament, um, they lose some surprising games. Yeah. Like they're so, there's, they're, it's a very physical program. Um, and they can seem very daunting to beat. And then, you know, occasionally this happens. So, um, this time, you know, uh, Virginia got to enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it's good for them. I think they kind of needed that after, mm-hmm. you know, winning the national championship last year and then they come into this season and like you don't hear about Virginia and it's not that they are tanking. It's not like they're like UNC who I don't even know what's happening in Chapel Hill with that team. But yeah. like they have some injuries and they just don't look great. Like mm-hmm. this is probably the worst UNC team since like 2011. So for Virginia to like be kind of lukewarm and then win a pretty big game like this, like they kind of needed that going into um, what's about to be like a very busy time for all these teams. Yes, uh, most definitely. Um, In other news, San Diego State remains undefeated. Yeah. So just kind of looking ahead at their schedule. I don't know. I mean, really the only tests I see through the month of February are maybe Saturday's game against Utah State. Um, And then possibly uh, New Mexico. They're playing New Mexico on February 11th. Um, I mean, really when I, you know, when I'm just looking at their schedule on paper for this next month. Those are the only two games that I think there's really any chance of them dropping. Yeah. Do they play UNLV this month? Um, they do. Yeah, they play them uh, late in the month, late in February. UNLV might be um, their challenge of the month. But even yeah, then... Yeah, I mean, on paper, UNLV is not good, really. But they are a team that kind of, like, tests people. Yes, Randomly. Yeah, and New Mexico's just not bringing it as much. Yeah, so like their record's okay, but they're just kind of They're just so so. Um, they're not about to be ranked. <laughs> no one's about to no, like. No, and they're playing. They're playing Utah State and New Mexico both at home this month. So. Oh yeah, no, San Diego State will. The chances of them 
winning all their games in February, I think, is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they are gonna they're gonna do quite well. And I mean, we need that representation from the Mountain West after um, Nevada no longer has. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of on the downward. Yeah, they're they kind of like cycle. Yeah, but like their coach left, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, some other random like college basketball news. I saw that people are upset that Kansas, the University of Kansas Jayhawks are like ranked like third mm-hmm. and someone was like they deserve to be ranked first and i'm like the team that is ranked first <laughs> beat them yeah in lawrence like yeah i, I just, just don't, don't understand and did you see like the i don't fully understand the numbers when people are like the odds are this team's gonna win i'm just like mm-hmm. um okay well your numbers mean nothing because it's college basketball <laughs> But yeah. um, Baylor was playing Florida for the Big 12 SEC Challenge, and people had Florida winning. Hmm. And Baylor's ranked number one. I'm like, what? Like, Florida is nothing to write home about. And people yeah. are thinking, oh, yeah, Baylor's going to lose to this team that, like, nobody's been paying attention to all season. Like, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. And. I don't know. Sometimes people don't necessarily make sense. Sometimes we don't make sense. Sometimes we say dumb stuff, but... <laughs> I mean, like, that's very true, but, like, it's also not our job to, like, make the spread, right? Like... Yeah, yeah. We're not the ones doing that. We just make educated guesses. Sometimes they're off. Sometimes they're hot takes. Sometimes mm-hmm. our guesses are not even, like, that well-informed. We just, like, are trying to speak things into existence. Yes, that's exactly what we do. Um, we know sometimes... Yeah, yeah the chances of what we're trying to speak into existence are close to zero. It's just for fun. Yes. Like that's the difference. And that's when I'm just like, this is fine. But when it's like actually your job and you're like, yeah, it makes sense that an unranked team will beat this ranked team. Mm -hmm. I'm like, huh, how'd you crunch these numbers? Where, what is the formula (laughs) you used? Because I need to start using this in my daily life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Um, <laughs> any other college basketball? No, that's all I've got for college basketball. Like yeah. we're in the thick of conference play. So, I mean, there'll be upsets like the Virginia one, but for the most part, I think things are going to be pretty predictable. Like I think teams have kind of hit their stride and how they're going to perform. And unless anything wild happens in the next month, it should be fun games and nothing too crazy. Agreed. I mean, we had that one week, a couple weeks ago, I think, where there a bunch of, um, a bunch of like the top ten teams were, kind of getting blown out by, um, their opponents, and it was just very weird, like looking at the yeah. overall scores for that day. I think it was Saturday, um, and you know had some movement there with um, teams losing. Um, underdogs winning yeah but uh i i would be surprised if there was another day like that um with that many upsets yeah same the only team Uh, i think that yeah january 18th it's um i can see west virginia maybe causing some upsets but other than that i don't i can't think of any teams that are like about to come in and shock everyone no yeah (laughs) i was thinking of that day that uh Butler lost to DePaul, kind of got oh yeah, uh, <laughs> a little bit of a beat down. Um, 
you just don't see those kind of a day, those kind of days in college basketball um, that often. No, no, no. So, but um, I am with you on that. So, uh, moving on to our game of the week, um, mine is an NBA game. The Nuggets are playing um, at Milwaukee on Friday, and uh, I have a lot of hope for that game. But realistically, I think the Nuggets are probably gonna you know lose by double digits oh wow <laughs> i don't know i mean it's it's on the road milwaukee's a great team they I are just, the nuggets are dealing with a lot of injuries right now um and i would love to see a close game there but i don't have much hope for that to be honest it could be the nuggets um, are a solid team um the Bucs have lost six games all season. That's true the Bucs are so good <laughs> i just have a hard time <laughs> believing that the nuggets like down a few players are going to go in and beat up on Milwaukee. I don't think that the Nuggets are ever going to, even if they were healthy, they weren't going to go beat up on <laughs> Agreed. Milwaukee. Agreed. But um, they, they might have had a better chance, but you never know. Like, the Bucks could have an off day. The Nuggets could have a really good day. Um, the Nuggets could just, like, surprise you. And if the Nuggets, like, won this game, I think I would be like, the Nuggets are the best team in the West. <laughs> Like, they're going to win the West. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, I mean, Giannis and Jokic are a fun, fun duo, yeah. I guess. No, um, yeah. it's always, um, he's day-to-day right now, so oh. Giannis is, so we'll see what happens there. Um, hopefully he plays, but um, not that I think it's going to be a good game, but I am I have hope. I'm trying to speak it into existence. That's what we're all about. We are yeah. now the speaking it into existence podcast. So if you have a team that is terrible, sure like if you like the Cleveland Browns and you want to speak into existence that they're going to win a Super Bowl next year or the following year, we'll try to speak it into existence for you. Like it's the least we can do. It's yeah. hard enough being a Browns fan. Someone <laughs> has to support you. Um, my game of the week <laughs> is a women's soccer game. Um, the U.S. plays Panama on Friday for the Olympic mm-hmm. qualifying qualifying games. Um, there's a bunch of games in Houston starting, I think, today or tomorrow. And so that is one of the many that I'm very excited to see. They'll be playing all month, so or like the month of February. So to our soccer friends, there will be soccer. There will be women's soccer to be watching, and it'll be the women's national team. So if you like that action, you know, go find it. It's hard to find, but you'll you can manage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's some thread out there somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure on Reddit they'll be like, "This is where you can stream this random game." Yeah. Um, I think some of them are actually being televised, so like that's an important thing, an important piece of that. And there's a good number of them, so they should be pretty fun to watch. Um, another thing that's coming up to watch this weekend: the big game. The big game. <laughs> It's happening. We made it. What, what, like, des- uh, not desserts, but like, what food are you making for the big mm, game? Oh gosh, I don't even know where I'm going yet. Oh. <laughs> I haven't even decided that, so I don't really know what food I'm doing yet. Probably a dessert. Look at you making a probably, dessert. <laughs> probably a dessert that can be cut to squares, as you know they teach you on to all the boys I loved before. <laughs> like, best kind of dessert to bring to a group gathering. Do not bring. Something like cupcakes. <laughs> um, so you'll be bringing lemon bars? Honestly, I might bring some Trader Joe's lemon yep. bars so that people <laughs> who have never experienced them can enjoy them. 
maybe that's what I should do is get some Trader Joe's lemon bars because I'll be hosting people at my house. Um, and I could change it up. It would surprise people if they showed yeah. up and saw lemon bars. I'm going to speak a stock bump into existence for Trader Joe's solely based on the consumption of lemon bars. <laughs> <laughs> Starting this this Sunday. The- <laughs> That's my plug this week. <laughs> Trader Go Joe's. buy Trader Joe's lemon bars. Trader Joe's, sponsor us, please. You won't regret it. <laughs> you won't. We'll plug Trader Joe's at every minute we can. You know how like whatever products. Yeah. <laughs> like how on other podcasts they just plug like random crap and you're like, how yeah. does this have anything to do with this podcast? We'll be like, no, we actually eat this stuff while we record it. I'll uh I'll, you know, just lie and say that I love their vegan kale cashew pesto. <laughs> Uh, you don't have to lie about that. I'll tell the truth and say okay. I like it. All right. Well, you know that for me, that would be a lie. So. That's, I mean, have you tried it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My coworker who's vegetarian doesn't even like it. Oh, yikes. Well, they have other really good stuff. Like, they have yeah, good they cookies. Do. Yes. They have good, like, snacks. I go to Trader Joe's for, um, like, trail mix to sit at my desk mm-hmm. and eat. Mm-hmm. So, like, Trader Joe's, we're here. Don't forget us little girls. Yes. Um, so back to football. <laughs> um, who do you want to win and who do you think will win this game? Ooh. Okay. So I really like Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. more than I like Jimmy G. Okay. Because um, I like his face better. Jimmy G looks like a villain and it doesn't help that he played for the Patriots. So in my head, he is a villain. Uh, he might be Mother Teresa. I don't really care. So I would like to see the Chiefs win. I think that the 49ers will win just because I think they're better. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at. What about you? Um, I think the 49ers are going to win. Um, there Some people are kind of calling into question the strength of their schedule this year um, hmm. and like, saying i've had a couple people say well you know they're not as good as everyone thinks they are look at who they played like um i still think they're gonna win this game um i don't want them to really because being a seahawks fan um this year wouldn't be nearly as annoying annoying as other years yeah um but i still don't really want to see it um so i am a chiefs fan for the day that's, I mean, that's fair. And, like, it doesn't really matter if you wear red. You're supporting a team on yeah. Sunday. So. Yeah. I probably won't be wearing red at all. That tracks. I'll be that person that shows up in, like, a nugget shirt or something. That also checks Or Gonzaga, out. you know? Like, uh, I just want to have some good food and drinks and hopefully watch a great halftime performance by J-Lo and Shakira and, um, you know, Watch a good football game. That's not a blowout. Those are my goals for the day. I think those are very good goals. Like, that's same. I'm very excited to watch <laughs> good football, eat snacks, probably drink wine. Like, it is what it is. It'll be a good a good time, and it's just nice to see teams that we haven't seen in the Super Bowl in, a, like, a long time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That'll be. It's nice to have some fresh, fresh blood in the mix oh yeah oh yeah so uh the nba they're going through it right now yeah uh pour one out b 
because um, as everyone in the world has probably seen, Kobe Bryant was in a helicopter accident and did not survive it with his daughter. And um, I'm just surprised about just the coverage. Like, I know it's a big deal because Kobe's a big deal, but I guess I just didn't think it would be as big as it is. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like all over Yeah, your social media feeds um, still, you know, today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a couple of days, but um, yeah, it's kind of tough because I feel like I always go to social media for like, mostly light and funny stuff or like Mm -hmm. inspiring stuff and um it is kind of difficult just seeing so many things that like make you emotional um you know like you can't really escape it um which sounds like selfish but um it's just like it's been an emotional couple of days even though it's not someone you knew at all you know yeah oh yeah and like like, one of our friends, like, Kobe was, like, his favorite, favorite player. And so he's just, like, it's just so, like, I didn't know him, but, like, this is really hard. And, like, I didn't love Kobe growing up. Like, I had a cousin who he was just, like, a huge Kobe fan. And I thought it was so annoying. And I was just, like, <laughs> no, I'm going to be a fan of someone else. And, like, then someone else was, like, I'm a LeBron fan. I'm, like, you know what? I'm just going to stick to the classic. I'm a Michael yeah. Jordan fan. <laughs> um, and so I I think that, like, growing up, I wasn't as attached to Kobe. But, like, to see, like, the impact he had, to see what he was doing in women's sports. And then, like, all that stuff was great. But then I, like... I don't know if it's the fact that I'm like, oh, we lost this person who's doing a lot of things or it's that we're like faced with the fact that like life can end like that. Like often we can be like, oh, like this person's sick. Like you have time to like deal with the fact that you're about to lose this person. Like they have cancer or they just like have some other type of illness and you're like, I have time to like make time matter with them and they can do the same. Mm -hmm. Um, But when it is, like, kind of a freak accident like this, like, it's so shocking that, like, even if you did not know that person, you, like, have to face the reality that, like, this could happen to anyone. Like, you could just... Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. That's, like, more so than just people being sad about him passing away. I think that that's the thing that really freaks people out about this situation is because, like... You know, it it could be, like, someone you know and are really close with, and that's, like, so scary. And I think that's why, like, whenever I've been seeing stuff on social media, it just kind of triggers that, which is stressful. Yeah. Um. So it's, like, it can definitely be a difficult time for people. Um. And the other thing, I kind of, I guess I kind of want to go on, like, a rant. Not a rant, no, but um, just, like, explanation. Um. So, obviously, like, you and I have both seen that, for the most part, like, people are, you know, paying tribute to him, like, on all the stuff we've seen on social media and news and whatnot um, at games. And then there, that's, like, overwhelmingly, I would say, what I've seen. Mm -hmm. And then occasionally you'll see something about, like, why are we celebrating this person? He raped someone. You know, he, like, has, he used the F word 
um, like that's so disrespectful. Um, like he wasn't a good person. Why are you celebrating him? And, um, you know, obviously like there's proof that he, he like said the F word to a ref and that's not cool. Um, but he did afterwards get involved with, um, some nonprofits that do work with LGBTQ youth. Um, he didn't just make a donation to a group and, you know, call that like his PR move, you know, move on, whatever. Um, and then in terms of the whole sexual assault case, like that's, you know, still somewhat murky. It's not totally clear what happened with that. Um, obviously not good either. Um, even in the best case scenario with that situation, um, but I think that, like, it's people just need to understand, like, it's okay to be sad about the loss of an imperfect person who you also didn't know. Yeah. Um, obviously, he made some big mistakes, but you can still be sad for him. And I think it's a strength to be sensitive and to feel deeply about something like like this that you don't really have a personal connection to. Yeah. Um. Like, I just think that's, it's not a weakness to cry about something like this. It's not stupid. Like, you don't, you don't have to know a person to be sad about something like this. For sure. Um, and it just kind of reminded me, so a couple years back, um, when I was in grad school, um, I was just having a hard time with things that were going on, um, in my life emotionally. And I was going to therapy and, um, uh, my therapist would say something that I think is really relevant here, um. So, like, I would explain something that I was having conflicted feelings about, and she would ask me, can you sit with both of those things at once and accept that both of those feelings are okay? So, like, you have love for someone, and you have, you know, anger or frustration towards someone, and, like, you can you can have both of those feelings. You don't have to choose one or the other. And I think that with this situation, you know, the first thing would be accepting the feeling of sadness that you have for Kobe and his family and the other people um, that were in the crash. And then second, accepting the feeling of guilt for being sad or celebrating someone who made some serious mistake, mistakes in life. Um, you know, like none of us go through life victimless. We all hurt people. And um, I just think that if like people are having these conflicting feelings about the Kobe situation, I would encourage people to try and sit with both the sadness and the guilt. Like you don't have to fight with those two feelings. You can feel both of those things and it's totally fine. Um, like you don't have to be pro Kobe or anti Kobe in this situation. And I think that some people are being very intense about that on social media. Yeah, that's, I will say I'm surprised that more people like it's there where people are talking yeah. about like, the rape, the um, the use of the F word. Um, people are talking about, and I expected that to be, honestly, I, I saw the worst in people as soon as it happened. It's, like, on me. Um, I was like, oh, people are just automatically going to start talking about, like, all the bad things he did. And I'm really thankful that, like, a lot of people called attention to the good things and, like, how he was a good father. Like, I'm so happy that most of what I'm seeing is, like, how he was such a good dad. Um, mm -hmm. But I think what you said is, like, very important for people to also hear. Um, because I'm sure for plenty of people in, like, a, in the coming weeks after, like, the initial shock wears off, 
people are going to have to be like, okay, how do I like deal with all these? I have so many feelings toward this person. I don't even know. And like, as you should, like, like you said, like he was imperfect. We're all imperfect. And like, for whatever reason, this is just like on a bigger scale of like dealing with all of those like different feelings we have. Yeah. You know, when you make a mistake in life, no one's out there writing articles for Sports Illustrated about, like, this bad thing that you did, you know? Yeah. Um, Like, we're all, you know, hopefully not as, like, big things as the stuff that he was known for um, negatively, I guess. Yeah. Um, But, like, we all do make mistakes and, like, hurt people with our words and actions and it's okay to like feel anger towards people or frustration and also like to love them at the same time, um, regardless if it's someone that you know, or you, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're one of those people that feels very strongly either way about this situation, like just try and try and think about that and, you know, maybe like, take a walk in someone else's shoes you know like think about um how someone else might see things differently and everyone's having a hard time with this whether you're you know mad that people are celebrating him or whether you're like sad about like him passing away so just have compassion for people and like try and see what other people are going through and feeling that's pretty much what i have to say about that um it was all really good stuff um (laughs) Oh my goodness. If anyone takes away anything, I hope it's like everything you just said um, from this, because that's very important to be able to be compassionate towards someone with a different feeling towards this. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we're not, we're not therapists. We're not like incredibly wise people here, you know, like we're just sharing how we feel about things and hopefully like people can get some, um, you know, like, get some light shed upon things through that, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like, it's weird how, like, this brought people together mm-hmm. in a way that, like, has not happened in a while. Like. Yeah. I mean, everything's been so divisive for the past several years. Um, not just because of, like, people who have been in office. Yeah. Like, not just because of presidents. Like, I would just say in general, like. The way people treat others has been very divisive for the past several years. Yes. It's like, you have to pick a side. And, like, we're just saying you don't you don't have to pick a side. You can no. have feelings both ways. Like, hold both of those things at once and be okay with it. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't really have anything else about that subject, I guess. All right. So... On a lighter note, note, what is your hot take of the week? Uh, um, Okay, so I was discussing airlines with my coworkers today, and I have very strong feelings about one in particular that is just not for me. Oh. Um, Southwest. What? (laughs) I think they're a great brand. I think they do a lot of great things in the community. Um, Personally, their style of boarding and seating just gives me anxiety that checks out (laughs) um it's like nothing against them as a company whatsoever like I said they're doing a lot of great things um 
in the community for their employees. They make flying affordable for, you know, a lot of people. Um, but I like law and order. <laughs> and <laughs> I cannot with their boarding group assignment process first <laughs> first you have to pay if you want to like basically be in the a group if yeah. you're not paying you're not getting in the a group like you're gonna be b or c even yeah. if you check in like when the clock hits you know the minute that you're allowed to check in yeah um so to me that already seems like mm, you're not set up for success <laughs> um and then at the airport, one of my friends uses a phrase, um, he says gate lice. So it's like the people at airports <laughs> who go up to the boarding area and just kind of like mill around, like they're just standing, like, look, like waiting for, you know, um, the flight crew to start like making announcements. Yeah. And it just seeing people standing up in that area when there's no reason to yet just like annoys me and stresses me out <laughs> it's so dumb um but I feel like with Southwest because of the nature of like the seat assignments or lack thereof people are gate lice on Southwest flights more so than any other airline um that I've flown I haven't flown Frontier or Spirit or anything like that so I don't know what their process is like but that is the second thing that frustrates me um and then when you're in line when we, when we say okay like everyone in the a boarding group line up people start jockeying for position within the little markers yep um and then some people are just straight up lying and are in a b boarding group and they're just standing in the a group like first 10 people in line to go get a c because they think that like oh well no one's gonna see it's you know it's not like I have to show everyone my boarding pass. But then I've witnessed that happen where his other passengers are like, oh, what number are you? And they, and someone someone's like, oh, I'm A15. And like, oh, can I see? And then the person's up there and they should, they're, they're waiting for the C group. Like, what are you doing? Get out of line. Um, it, it just, it's very childish. And I just don't like all the jockeying for position. Um, and I also don't like not having an assigned seat. So, for those reasons, Southwest Airlines is not for me. The when you said that you didn't love Southwest, I really only thought it would be because there isn't the order of yep. um, knowing where you're gonna sit. Because, like, um, for folks who don't know Emily Dranka, she is very organized. She is very like <laughs> too, too much. So. Yeah, like I need to let go of things. Like. <laughs> and like, it's okay. It like works. And like. Everything gets done, but so I can see how flying Southwest would be like a stressful experience for you, whereas I'm exactly. always late for my flights, so flying Southwest is an ideal experience for me, <laughs> where I'm like, I'm probably in the C group anyway, I don't really care where I sit, and I showed up right as the gate was closing, but it got delayed. <laughs> like, oh. No, it's it happened one time, it was okay. <laughs> I feel like you told me about this. Um, um, yeah, it was the night that I was flying at one of the nights I was flying out of Denver. Um, mm. I like dropped off the car at the rental yes. car place and like then just sat at in like the shuttle. And I yeah. was like, are we going to go to the airport? And like for folks who've not been to the Denver airport, um, the rental car location, you cannot really walk from where you 
I think pick up like a rental a, car. I feel like it's a five to ten minute drive. Yeah, it's like miles. <laughs> it's actual so, miles. And you're it's not like, walking. There's like no sidewalks. It's just all roads. Yeah. And like you would probably die. And like, you know, with all the conspiracy theories around DIA, I wouldn't just walk around outside anyway. Um, You'd be walking like on the grassy kind of hilly area and you'd probably like hit a minefield or something yeah like you would just not survive it so you have to take a shuttle but like then there isn't one single shuttle because all the rental car places are all up and down pina boulevard so i'm sitting in this shuttle for like 20 minutes and then get to the airport thankfully i flew at a weird time so i could like power through security but they also like stopped me to sniff my candles Oh, God. They were like, oh, what flavor is this? And I'm like, the scent. You're like, I gotta go. Of me being late. That's <laughs> what flavor it is, TSA. Um, <laughs> it was oh fine. Goodness. We made it. Like, I showed up to the gate and they're like, oh, the flight's been delayed. I'm like, well, thank God, because I need to just drink some water. <laughs> it's real oh dry. <laughs> um, I feel like my throat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> from that rabbit really hole. Funny. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, the other thing, too, is um, my coworker was like, well, uh, you know, you don't have to pay for bags. I'm like, I have a United credit card. Okay. I also don't have to pay for bags. I didn't realize that with having United the credit card. Yeah, so the fee per year is like $90. Well, your first year is free, and then it's $90 after that. So I'm like, if I take two trips on a plane in a year, like, then it's paid for, which Southwest, it's just automatically free, so, like, you're spending $95 a year, basically, compared to if you flew every flight southwest. Yeah. Um, like, but to me, the peace of mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Being able to choose a window or an aisle, depending on how long the flight is, and if I care to see outside. Um, it just, it gives me peace of mind. So, um, love you, Southwest, but you're not for me Aww. and my my flying. It's okay. It's not for everyone. It's like uh, the Nebraska state slogan. Nebraska, it's not for everyone. Southwest, it's not for Emily Drenka. <laughs> exactly. So that's my, I guess, hot take of the week. That is <laughs> a really hot take. Like, people now, love Southwest. So many people love flying Southwest. Yeah. And for me, it's just an incredibly stressful experience. And you get a buddy pass. Like, Southwest <laughs> hooks it up. Yeah. Um, What is your hot take this week? All right. So before everyone is like, you're crazy, hear me out. So the Texas Longhorns are not good right now. Um, If you follow Big 12 basketball, you know that they're not great. They have not been great for a a while now um, under the leadership of Shaka Smart. Good guy. Good coach. He took VCU to uh, a Final Four. Good guy. Pretty good coach. Um, he is going to get fired from the University of Texas. Like, mm. the only way he does not get fired is if they win the national championship. And, like, that's not about to happen. They're not even going to win the Big 12 championship. Like, <laughs> Baylor's about to win that. So, um, my theory is Wyoming is also okay. not good. As in, they have not won a conference game. Mm-hmm. As in, they are terrible. And I love the University of Wyoming. So, and I love their head coach. Like, he, Alan Edwards, great guy. Um, he probably is going to move on from the University of Wyoming. So, Shaka Smart, 
gets laughed out of like any serious basketball program because he did so poorly at Texas that his only option is to go coach at Wyoming and that he will bring Wyoming this like greatness that they had when Larry Nance Jr. played for them, but he will like surpass that because they won't lose to the University of Northern Iowa in the first round. So uh, my hot take is that Shaka Smart should go coach at the University of Wyoming. Um, (laughs) And like, who wouldn't want to go live in little Laradice? There's one really great brewery that's also attached to a coffee shop. Like, he could go to Coal Creek every Tuesday for their little open mic. He'd be like, I'm getting the culture. And people will be like, you know, who who are you? Where are you from? And he'll be like, I'm Shaka Smart and I'm from wherever. And they'll be like, no, where are you really from? And he'll get to experience all these microaggressions that will then just like fuel him to take the like program to the next level where people can no longer be racist in Laramie. Oh, wow. The Shaka Theory is my hot take. The Shaka Theory. Speaking into existence. I, I, yes, so that's why we at the beginning I was joking about speaking things into existence. I'm speaking the success of Shaka Smart and the University of Wyoming into existence so that in 2025, the University of Wyoming wins a national championship and people will be like, whoa, didn't see that one coming. <laughs> but really, no one's going to see Wyoming winning a national championship of anyone out of the Mountain West. Um, that I just, I personally cannot picture Shaka Smart and Laramie, only been there once, but, um, (laughs) I would love for him to have that experience. It would be really good. It would be, like, mutually beneficial, because, like, if I'm an athletic director at, like, any major program, I'm like, no, I'm not, Shaka Smart came in and, like, it's not that he ruined Texas because there wasn't much to ruin, but he didn't do much for them. And so I'd be pretty like, I wouldn't have much faith in him. But if I am an athletic director at a school that wants to like promote having more diversity, because you know Shaka Smart would like recruit pretty well and like would have a diverse team. Um, I'd be like, yes, I could get Shaka Smart and I'd sell him on how beautiful it is here and how in the summertime it's the best place in the world to be. But the rest of the year, it's like a frozen tundra. But it doesn't matter because you're in a basketball arena. There you go. Problem solved. Shaka, come to Laramie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just like go down the street because we're both in Austin. I'll be like, there you go, listen. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, I do. I have a deal for you. I'll be like, you probably won't make as much money as you do here, but but cost of living is like really low. You could have a mansion in Laramie off of like a basketball coach salary. Also, I could be like, you could bicycle to work. It's good for the environment, (laughs) (laughs) and the bison burgers are really good. True. And if you want to go do something fun, Denver is two hours away. Yeah. Um. We, I would love to see that for you. (laughs) Thank you. I also (laughs) would love to see that. And I know that it is really wild, but like, I think it could happen. Um, And that's why I'm speaking it into existence. Or maybe I've just been drinking too much. Um, So on that note, what (laughs) are you drinking this week? (laughs) Um, So last weekend, I had like a girl's day with mimosas. Very basic. Yes. and I wanted to share a champagne. I've never talked about it on the podcast before, but um, it is like a go-to if I ever need a bottle of champagne that's not 
you know, for a really like fancy occasion, um, you can get it for like $10 or less, depending on where you buy champagne. Um, and that, I know that sounds disgusting. Like, oh, an $8 bottle of champagne sounds like cooks. Let me tell you, it's not. Um, so it's called Pame, I think, J-A-U-M-E, Sarah Cristalino Cava Brut. Um, it is from Spain. Ooh. Yeah. And um, it's kind of citrusy, um, not too sweet, which I think is, like, really important <laughs> um, because if you're not careful, you can just have a couple mimosas and have a headache the next day even though you were pretty much sober. So um, that is my recommendation this week. What is yours? All right. So mine is a red wine. It's a red blend because why would I fix what isn't broke? And the label is Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. Ah, uh, it has an I exclamation like point at the end. That's why I like shouted Mamma Mia. Um, <laughs> it wasn't just me shouting for the sake of shouting, which we know I would do. Um, it's pretty sure. good. It was, I, you know, last week when I was drinking the rosé because watching The Bachelor inspired me to drink rosé, this week I was like, oh, I need something yes. heavier. So now I'm back to red wine. <laughs> but my roommate was drinking rosé and I was like, oh, it really was a rosé week last week. Very nice. Yes. Um, thank you for sharing your recommendation. Uh, you as well. I'm very excited to make more mimosas. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Please do. Um, <laughs> it'll be it'll be great for the next brunch. Um, and then I like a random sports thing. It has nothing to do with anything, but like we're sports and corks. So mm-hmm. you just got your corks. Here's another sports. Todd Orlando, <laughs> who coached as a I think he was a defensive coordinator at Texas. Uh, he went to Texas Tech. For like two weeks, and then he got hired by USC last week. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> like, no, <laughs> no. Like, only in college sports does this happen. Because, like, the with Cliff Kingsbury when he went to USC for like two seconds, and then became a um, an NFL coach. I'm like, wow. Um, if I showed up at my job while still, like, talking somewhat, like, to another place, and then, like, left my job for that other place, <laughs> like, people would think I'm crazy. Um, yeah. But if you're a football coach, it's fine, and, like, not gonna lie, I probably would pick L.A. over Lubbock, because L.A. probably has better food. I've only driven through Lubbock. It wasn't great. Yeah. I, I've never been there. I had a friend who worked at the athletic department there. Um, but... No personal experience with the place. Um, truly wild. <laughs> it's, yeah, it was just a fun, fun fact. Um, yeah. <laughs> not, on to not fun facts. Do you have any personal plugs? Um, yeah, I, so obviously, like, challenging times with all the Kobe stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I would recommend going on the Players Tribune website and just reading some of the, um, inspirational articles that they have on there um you know some of them are about challenging things but then there's like kind of a silver lining you know a message of hope um so if that's something you're looking for go read some of their articles watch some of their videos um and then follow sports and quirks on twitter at sports quirks um also let us know if you would be interested in a sports quirks instagram account 
Um, that's something we're considering but haven't decided on yet. Um, so let us know your thoughts. And if you want us to do one, what kind of content you would like to see. Our DMs are open. Facts. And if you do not use the Twitter machine, you can email us at sportsandcorks at gmail.com. I know some folks um, yep. won't do Twitter, but they have Instagram. But we uh, don't have Instagram for sports and corks. We just have our general Instagram uh, like our personal ones. Um, and then my plugs are the usual. Go listen to Tailgate Society Pods, Drunk Dialing, Matinee Baseball, Stuff and Things. Um, especially if you are a University of Iowa fan, Stuff and Things is for you. And um, then our content. So, like, if you are a Bachelor follower, like Emily Dranka and now me. Um, yes! <laughs> We, one of our writers writes about The Bachelor every week in The Bachelor Tea, and then there's also a music um, post that comes out, like, every week called Five on It, so those are my, my plugs, and, like, for The Bachelor listeners, seriously, get on The Bachelor Tea. Also, <laughs> you should probably follow Jared Freed um, in his Instagram when he covers yes. The Bachelor. So funny. Don't, don't listen to it with sound around adults no that are your parents age uh, but <laughs> yeah <laughs> or older yeah but uh they're pretty hilarious they're really and it fun. really pokes fun at the whole premise of the show which makes me feel better about watching it um the show <laughs> is a joke like i don't understand how it's on television like it's so i can't even i don't even know what to say and peter well, don't get me started so on peter's <laughs> Um, Emily thinks that it was very much a mistake for the producers to allow Chase Rice on the show to perform because she believes that he's significantly more attractive than The Bachelor, Peter. Um, he is like, so, yes. Like, we love, I love that. It's so funny. It's like, because it's true. It's funny because it's <laughs> true. And like, I hope the next Bachelor they pick is not like a bowl of oatmeal. Like, my lord. <laughs> like, Peter, be more exciting. And he's just like... I fly airplanes. Like, yes, you fly airplanes for <laughs> Delta, Peter. You're not that exciting. Lots of other people do that. I can't. I can't. <laughs> maybe he'll grow on you. I doubt it. But I don't maybe. think so. I think um, I'll continue to just be like, Peter's okay. Like, he's probably a nice guy. Like, he seems nice. He seems like, yeah. you know, he might be able to make pie. That's like, like you said, a little too diplomatic. Yeah. And not like great about it. Like, he's like, oh, I want to like please all these women but like he can't there's no way yeah, he can impossible. make all these people happy <laughs> they're 20 women that's the whole point of the show uh, is this... that you pick one person uh, and the others leave unsatisfied like this this show's terrible <laughs> <laughs> but what if you're the one oh uh, no no and like when everyone's just like he i'm just we're, we're falling in love i'm like you're not falling in love you just want to sleep with peter and i don't understand <laughs> like you just you just have feelings that aren't real feelings because you have this um expectation in your head about like what's gonna happen and he's gonna pick you out of all of these women and really like he's gonna pick some girl they're gonna break up and then they're gonna meet people in their normal lives yeah and also, <laughs> I found it hilarious when Chris Harrison came in and told the women that, um, guess what? It's time to pack your bags because we're going to. And then they all look so excited. And he's like, Cleveland. And they're like, what? Like their faces just said it all. And it didn't feel like it was 
like edited really yeah <laughs> um and then they like started getting a little more excited probably because they felt like they had to <laughs> but all the footage they showed of cleveland looked really nice so maybe i'll go there someday uh yeah cleveland like sounds fine um i mean there's like professional sports teams there cleveland's obviously like a pop in place and the rock well, and roll hall of fame is there I was going to say, like, they're kind of known for, like, the music and the art scene, you know? Like, yeah. I, would be a, I'm, I feel like it could be could be a fun weekend. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. I support that. <laughs> so, I thought that was hilarious. There's, like, what? We're going to Cleveland? Cleveland, Ohio? <laughs> Believeland. <laughs> uh, they should be honored. <laughs> um so, yeah, that's really my last thought on The Bachelor for this okay. week. Well, I mean, until next week when we come back with more things yes. for The Bachelor. Um, yep. Our bigger than sports moment was just, like, the, like, outpouring of condolences and, like, just thoughts and prayers for the Bryant family. Um, mm-hmm. It was amazing to see not only people here in the U.S. just being, like, very open about how it's impacting them, but, like, teams and uh just people abroad. I mean, like Kobe grew up in Italy. So like, um, AC Milan did something and I'm just like floored by, um, how global the condolences are. Um, also I was, I did not realize that he spoke fluent Italian Mm -hmm. and I saw a video of him speaking Italian to, um, one of the guys who actually works for altitude, um, in Denver. And, I was like, what? Like, that's so cool. Right. Um, so, yeah, learned something new. Um, so, that was, yeah, kind of our bigger than sports. Um, and to end on a funny note, because we want to make people happy and make people laugh. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, got into a discussion with a couple of different people this past week about Carmelo Anthony. Um, you know, all, all-star voting was going on. Um, the rosters were released a couple days ago. Um, and... Mello actually got a decent amount of votes in the first round of voting. Like, he was up there. Um, So my question to people was, will Carmelo make another all-star roster in his career before he retires, which could be at the end of the season, because as of now, like, that's all he signed on to. Um, So I think... I think he will. I don't think he's done playing yet because of the kind of year he's had this year. Um, I know that sounds ridiculous to a lot of people. We ran a poll, which indicates that on Twitter. So um, there were 45 votes. Um, Let's see. Less than six people, 5.8 people. Not sure how that exactly works out. um, Said that he definitely will make another all-star roster before he retires. And 40 out of 45 people said, not a chance. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got a couple of people when I was talking about this in person to agree with me on this. I don't know if they were just saying it to shut me up <laughs> um, or not, but I really want this to happen for him. And that is another thing we are going to speak into existence. Put Carmelo in an all-star game. That's my sign off. We're the podcast of speaking things into existence. Thank you for listening. (laughs) We speak our truths. Emily and Emily, sports and court.